Welcome to episode 137 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, and on Instagram at tdrexplorer, and on facebook.com slash tdrexplorer, as well as Pinterest, and basically everywhere else under the name TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Patricia. I take photos and I play at the parks. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under at DreamSweetsLove. And here, as always, is the very dapper and chipper Chris. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Yes, I am Chris the chief content editor for TDR Explore, and I am the one eating all the seasonal food in the park and also eating food at Shanghai Disneyland, which we're going to talk about today. <laughs> you can find me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at Explore Nilgay. That's Explore N I L G H E. Oh, well, uh, as always, we need to quickly talk about our Patreon. <laughs> Big thank you to everyone who is already contributing to our Patreon. We can't thank you enough. You are helping keeping the show running, so we really do appreciate it. If you want to pledge on Patreon, you could do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. And one of the perks that we have, uh, one of our popular ones, is the $15 level. And what this gets you is a bonus episode every month. So it's a 30-minute bonus episode. And... It's only for you, for those that pledge $15 or more. Um, and we just talk about a variety of variety of topics. And we do have the next one coming out for June very shortly here. So keep an eye out for that. And again, if you want to pledge to us, you can do so on patreon.com slash TDR. Now, what are we talking about today? A little bit of this, a <laughs> little bit of that. A little bit of yeah. news, a little bit of not in the parks. <laughs> <laughs> and then um we're gonna be revising our shanghai disneyland trip planning episode because we did the initial one it's gonna be like two years ago now so um i think it's time for a little bit of an update because the park has changed a lot in the two years the short two years it's been running that's right uh, but first we do have some news we have some shanghai news and we also have some Oddly enough, Alani news, which I'm sure everyone has already heard about by this point. But very first, very first, first we'll talk about <laughs> Shanghai Disneyland. Shanghai Disneyland is having their very first Disney Inspiration Run this year, which is happening September 15th and 16th. And uh, they're going to be opening reservations in July. So that's very exciting. So if you're... Uh, if you're into the the running scene uh, the, and you're going to be in Shanghai around that time, well, there you go. You're going to have a run event to go to. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and then also, this was a few weeks ago now, but the Mandarin version of Beauty and the Beast made its debut at Shanghai Disneyland and more specifically in Disney Town in the, the Broadway, uh, their Broadway building thing <laughs> um and this is replacing the lion king show 
that opened with Shanghai Disneyland that has since ended. And now we have the Beauty and the Beast, which is really cool. Awesome. I never got the chance to see The Lion King, unfortunately. Mm. Never got to see that. Well, um, I should say the version there. I saw the one in, like, I saw it in Broadway in New York, mm-hmm. like, years ago. But I never got to see the the Shanghai version, the Mandarin, the version in Mandarin. So um, I've had a few friends that have seen the show, the Beauty and the Beast show, and they said it's fantastic. But, of course, um, <laughs> it's in Mandarin. <laughs> so um, don't expect to understand the dialogue. But, of course, if you've seen, obviously, most of the people that are listening, most of you explorers have, are listening, you've seen Beauty and the Beast. So you should know what's going on. <laughs> For the most part, I would say. Um, and then kind of out of left field, Disney Alani is getting a new Duffy friend. There's like an army of Duffy friends right now. This is so weird. This I'm kind is of worried really... that Duffy's really going to have a hostile takeover of the parks. <laughs> it seems like they're trying to make an exclusive friend at every Disney resort. Or at least mm. the ones in Asia. Because I guess like... Uh, obviously, Alani is not part of Asia, but a lot of Asian tourists go there. Like a lot of people from Japan go to Alani, mm-hmm. and a lot of Japanese people go to Hong Kong. So having these Duffy friends is a big draw, merchandise-wise, for people. So it makes sense. But at this point, they're, they're are there too pumping many? those friends out like they like. There's no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like we just got. Well, Jessica, we just, we know there's a new friend coming in Ju- on July 3rd to Hong Kong Disneyland. A new friend is coming there. Um, no word if it's going to be going to any other park. We don't even know. Like, there's nothing if it's coming to Disney Sea at all. I feel we have like no idea. our goods already have so many characters on them. Can you fit any more characters on the goods? Maybe that's why they're releasing in other places. They're like, well, it's getting kind of crowded. Let's just open Put it over here. Somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, we have the Alani uh, character. All we know is um, it's green. It has a green paw or claw or whatever it is. My son is fairly sure of what it is. A dinosaur. No. Tyrannosaurus rex. No. Velociraptor. No. Pterodactyl. What? (laughs) Not dinosaurs. Brontosaurus. (laughs) A whale. It's a whale. It's green. It's from Hawaii. Um, a lizard? No. A turtle? Yes. That's what he thinks it is. He said, Mommy, it's obviously a turtle. A sea turtle. Mm. I don't know if it's a sea turtle or a turtle, but he says it's obviously, I think, like, what do the Hawaiians call it? Honu? Oh, I'm not sure. But he thinks that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. And, he, yeah, and well, he's like, obviously, Mommy. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> do you know something we don't? I know, right? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> Like, where are you getting your information, kid? Where are your, who are your sources? You know what we it need is? To know. is that he has a book from Hawaii that somebody brought him as a souvenir. And the book oh. is about a brave little turtle, a brave little honu. And maybe that's where he gets it from. Oh, maybe. Like, it would make sense. Like, my first instinct was a lizard, but. Um... Right. I thought, yeah, I thought, oh, it could be. Because, you know, in, in Florida, we have a lot of lizards. And I'm like, oh, it could be like a lizard. But I guess lizards aren't cute. And, and he's like, yeah, mom, yeah. lizards aren't cute. And I'm like, well, they're cute. You know. I mean, look at the the uh, Geico commercials. <laughs> the lizard there. Yeah. What's I don't wrong know if with you lizards? Really cute, lizards are but... awesome. Iguanas are awesome. 
Yeah, gecko. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if like what if Hawaii has a lot of lizards or not. No. Yeah, turtle seems pretty. Yeah. It seems very good. Hawaii. It does. Yeah. And it looks like he plays a ukulele. Mm-hmm. He's a musician, so we have an artist, we have a musician, we have a dancer. So it's kind of following that trend of um, hobbies. Yeah, it makes sense. It's cute. Well, it looks cute based on the the one claw that we can see. It looks like um, a boy, boy character. Yeah, although we can't really tell, right? He's wearing a shirt. Like, if it was a girl, they would have had like a little. Every other girl character has had like a little skirt. Yeah, and it's, or they, like, they or like, like would have really been like a bracelet cute. on it or something. Or something. So yeah, to like show that it's feminine. It looks like a boy to me. Yeah, must be another male character because I guess. What? How many male characters we have? Two, Duffy and Gelatoni, and then we have Stella Lou and Stella Lou and Shelley May. We don't know what the other one is at Disneyland in Hong Kong yet. Could be a boy or girl. We don't know. Um, and then this one, okay. Hmm. Yeah, more likely a boy, just by based off the concept art. <laughs> it's a shirt. That, if it was a girl, it would have had a little skirt. Yeah, that's that's very true. So that's exciting. Odd, but exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, that's pretty much it for news. Um, obviously, the big news we already talked about last week. The expansion at Disney Sea, so we don't need to go over that again. <laughs> um, but Shanghai Disneyland recently celebrated its second anniversary. So Shanghai Disneyland's been going for two years now. Seems just like yesterday. Yeah, it does. Seems seems like yesterday. So kind of thought with this episode we can kinda of, we will revisit our kind of our tips and planning guide for Shanghai Disneyland. I've already updated the guide. Um, it was getting close to two years old and the park has changed a lot, as I've mm-hmm. mentioned like 50 times already. Um, so everything we're, we're going to talk about, it's already up on the website. You can go there, tdrexplorer.com, and you'll see in the guide section, it's all there for you. So you can, everything we talk about here is going to be in that guide for you. So don't worry, you don't have to write everything down. I've already done all the hard work for you. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Yes. So, yeah, let's talk about Shanghai. Shanghai Disneyland. How do we plan a trip? How do we plan a trip? Um, we Are you making it a, a book? Not yet. Damn it, Chris, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. That might be in the plans. I guess so much is changing, though. It might be good to wait a little bit more. Yeah, it's a, it's an ever-changing park. It's changing very rapidly. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way to put it. It's rapidly changing. So even more than Tokyo Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and Tokyo Disney changes a lot. It does. So Shanghai, yeah, Shanghai's, Shanghai's still trying to find its footing, I guess. Like what works, what doesn't work. Um, and of course they have, it's the first park in mainland China. So there's a lot of cultural stuff they have to figure out as well. Just how things just, it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. So the park is going to be very different in probably by the fifth anniversary compared to now. I think so. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a second park by then. Uh, 
I doubt it. <laughs> well, actually, you never. I don't know. There's a lot of room in Shanghai. There is a lot of room. I feel like a, they need to um, get the park they have a little more under control. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Although it would be really interesting to see what they would do as a second gate for sure. Yeah, I, so let's speculate about that for a moment. What would they open for a second gate? I would like to see something completely like unique to China and Shanghai like to any of the, Marv, to the world. A superhero park? No, I want something like just. I want a new idea. Shanghai Disney Sky. Shut up. <laughs> We're not doing Disney Sky again, Chris. <laughs> Shanghai Disney Sky. <laughs> I want I want like just a new idea like that we we can't even think about because the Imagineers have so many good ideas and we, when we hear it we'd be like, "Oh, wow, yeah, that makes sense." So, I don't even want to speculate. I want it to be something brand new. Hmm. If they do. I'm just going based off of elements. <laughs> Crystal Tokyo Disney Crystal. That would be amazing. <laughs> Everything sparkles. Like realistically, though, we'd probably see like a Marvel themed park. I would like to. I I wouldn't mind. Cause I freaking love comic books. Yeah, like it'd be kind of cool if it was like a Star Wars Marvel park. I'd be okay with that. Like an adventure park, like superheroes and all kinds of different adventures that you can go on. Yeah, and they have like stuff like Baymax, the yeah. Hero Six, like those kind of franchises in that park, like the quote unquote action pack or cool franchises. Oh my gosh! So that would be so cool. There. They could have like Wakanda, and they could have like the Thorland. What is that called? What is Thorland called? <laughs> 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 With the, the rainbow road and everything. What is it called? <laughs> um, uh, I'm looking it up because I can't remember <laughs> now. Because oh, Asgard. Asgard. I, <sighs> I was gonna say like Dragon Rock, but that's not it. Uh, yeah, Asgard. They can have Asgard. Thorland. Thorland. Oh my goodness! Oh my and then gosh. they could they could finally bring over. The Guardians Tower of Terror to Shanghai <laughs> <laughs> to like the save money. They could have like a it could be like a space like a space themed like area that would be their Tomorrowland, right? And you could shove in Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because it's adventure. It's not like comic books. It's adventure. So you could have Star Wars too. You could have Star Wars Land. <laughs> oh, or. What if no? Wait, no, never, never mind. That wouldn't work. Wait, why? Why no? Why, why? I, I was gonna say like, this is just me thinking stupidly. Have like a clone of Disneyland or like Shanghai Disneyland, but all the lands have like completely different things in them. So like Tomorrowland has Star Wars and yeah. Marvel in it, but I guess this one already does have Marvel, so it doesn't really work. But whatever. No, but and it does fantasy- because like look, like you got you got your your futuristic land, which is Star Wars land, right? You've got your kind of like uh, um, your fantasy land would be Asgard, right? Like yeah. your your nature inspired land, like uh, would be Wakanda, mm-hmm. right? So now we need like a Western land. Who has like a Western land theme? 
Like what Marvel franchise? Hmm. It could be like something kind of like Marvel, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor. I guess Westernland would be like the West. It would be America land. So they would have like New York and Spider-Man lives there and there's like Stark Tower. Okay. Yeah. No, that works. That really works. That's good enough, right? (gasps) What would be the centerpiece of the park? The Infinity Stones make a castle, an Infinity Crystal Castle. (laughs) (laughs) It's like something that represents adventure. I don't know. Hmm. Something cool, though. Something that we can't think of because the Imagineers have better imagination than us. (laughs) (laughs) Much better than we could ever come up with. They would make something amazing. (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's reel it back to reality here okay Uh, let's talk about the park that is actually existing in shanghai (laughs) okay and that's shanghai disneyland and how to plan a trip to shanghai disneyland there's a there's a lot to know for this one park there's a lot to know uh especially because a lot of things are done differently like even more so than than tokyo in a sense um kind of what you know about Tokyo doesn't really apply in Shanghai. And nope. same goes for Hong Kong. Those things just don't, they don't apply to each other, right? The knowledge doesn't really transfer <laughs> over all that much. So, well, let's start off with probably the biggest thing. Like, you have to get there. You have to get into China. And, like, this is, you know, kind of boring stuff to talk about, but it, we have to talk about it, is a Chinese visa. You have to have a Chinese visa or get a Chinese visa to visit mainland China where Shanghai is in. Otherwise, they're not going to let you into the country, and you don't want that to happen. That's not good. That would be bad. We don't want that. Um, so there's a couple options, of course. Um, and again, everything we talk about here, it's in, in the guide, so don't worry. You can go check it out there. Um, if you have a Chinese embassy near you, wherever you're living, uh, it depends on which country you're from, too, like which passport you hold. Uh, you can get a Chinese visa, apply for a Chinese visa at the embassy and get that put into your passport. And then you can just go to China whenever you feel like it. Um, That's what I have. Uh, Since I'm a Canadian citizen, I was eligible to get a visa and I got one in my passport. And it's good for the duration of my current passport, which is another nine years. So I can go to China as much as I want during that time. Um and I did that. I I got that here in Japan since I uh, obviously I live in Japan. So I didn't go. I didn't have to go to Canada to get it. I can do it here in in Japan. So that was a non a non issue. Um, for yourself, Patricia, you've only done what they call a transit visa, or do you have a proper visa? I have a ten year visa. Okay, so you did the same thing as me. Yeah, I figured Good. I might as. I was only gonna do like the one year visa or whatever. They're like, why don't you just do ten years? And I'm like. Okay. And mm-hmm. so I did. Me as well. Yeah, it, it just it makes easy. life easier. I mean, well, okay. It was bureaucratic. But once I had all the papers, it was smooth. Yeah, so how that process works is when you're applying, you already have to have your hotel and your flights booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and, is. Oh my God. Yeah, which is like a chicken before the egg kind of scenario. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, like, because they could deny you the visa. Yeah. Which I don't, like... I mean, they probably for most, won't, but... Probably not. Yeah, for most of us, like, 
they're like you're going to get the visa unless you have you know there's some something legally that you've done wrong in the past that might come back to haunt you but for the most part most of us are fine it's Um, nerve-wracking and it's a little expensive because you apply you don't get that money back if they deny you no yeah so and there's gonna be there's gonna be some back and forth because it depends Mm -hmm. on who you get yeah but for the most part you have to have your hotel and your flights booked already yes and everything has to match your legal name in your passport make sure it has everybody's freaking name on it Yes, if you're if multiple people are applying, everyone's name needs to be on the reservation mm-hmm. for the hotel. Mm-hmm. That has to happen. Otherwise, it's a pain. It, and they'll probably very strict. They're they're very strict on it. And so with the Disney hotels, um, I don't know if they're ever going to fix this. And I haven't done this in a while, so I don't know for sure. But I'm pretty sure it's still the same. Is you can't put everyone's name on the reservation when you make it mm-hmm. online. You have to phone. If you want to add more than three people onto it. Why would they do it like that? I don't know. So this was a year ago, over a year ago when I went. And we were I was only able to put, I believe, two names on the on the reservation. It was either two or three, I can't remember exactly. But there was four of us. And I had to I had to phone the resort and get the fourth person added on. Mm. Even though I had there was four people, like the reservation was made for four people. I was only able to put two or three people's name on it that showed up on the reservation. So just keep that in mind. I know it's a pain, but it is what it is. Um, so anyway, uh, don't want to go too long on that. But yeah, that's if you want to get the multi-year visa. And that depends on what country you come from, what passport you hold. The other option, which is a... One of the more popular ones a lot of people do is called the transit visa. Um, and this is a free visa. And this is essentially a visa on arrival. So you arrive in Shanghai and you're given this transit visa. Now, the reason why it's called the transit visa is because you have to be transiting through mainland China. What does that mean exactly? That means you have to be going from point A, which could be wherever you're flying from. So let's just use like Los Angeles as an example. Flying from Los Angeles to Shanghai. And then you have to prove that you're flying from Shanghai to somewhere else, like to point C, like going from A to B, B to C. So it could be like Hong Kong or Tokyo. That's fine. You can't be going back to point A, meaning you can't go from Los Angeles to Shanghai, then Shanghai back to Los Angeles. You can't do that. That doesn't count. Yeah, so you have to be transiting through through a different country, and you there's a separate line in immigration. You just have to show your hotel reservation. Again, your names have to match everything, and you have to prove to them that you have a flight booked to leave the country. And then they will issue your visa. Um, there, There's a 72-hour and 144-hour. You're likely going to get the 144-hour if you're staying long enough. Um, and 144 hours is six days. So if you're just doing Disney and, you know, a couple of days in the city, that's more than enough time. Let me tell you, um, just for the peace of mind, I would just do the visa, like the, the, the actual like year visa or whatever. Yeah, just do that. Then you don't have to worry because you know I know I mean? it, it stresses people out. I know. I feel like so many things could go wrong with a transit visa. Yeah, um, I've heard everyone that's that I personally know that's done it has no had no issues, but they were well prepared. 
Okay. Like the document, they had all the documents and everything. So everyone got through just fine. And like the, the trip that we just did, um, half the group was doing the transit visa and everyone got through just fine. So again, hotel reservation has to have everyone's name on it. Full legal name that matches the passport and also showing that you're flying outside, like you're leaving the country. So, all right. So now that we got the boring stuff out of the way, <laughs> uh, let's talk about when when to visit. Best time to visit. Not during peak season. Oh, my goodness, no. <laughs> so, unlike you know Tokyo Disney Resort and the the parks in the U.S., there is no crowd calendar. And we probably won't see one for a very long time, if ever. Um, so we don't have a lot of information on, like, the absolute best days to go. Like, that information... There's, there's just not, not, not enough data yet. And because, like, they keep changing stuff at the resort that changes the crowd patterns and everything. So it's kind of like the Wild West a little bit in terms of crowds. <laughs> it's hard. Like, we can kind of gauge when it's going to be busy, but we don't know exactly when. But... There's general rules that you can follow, there just like anywhere some, else. There were some people that went like in early September, and that's the time of year when I've heard the most positive things about the park. Mm, that's kind of when they're starting the Halloween stuff because they just did their first Halloween event last year. Hmm. Yeah, biggest thing, avoid holidays. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check out all the, the Chinese holidays. Like there's, you know, just like any, any other country, there's like long weekends, whatever. But the biggest holidays to avoid are Chinese New Year, which changes every year. So keep that in mind. Um, Chinese New Year is typically end of January through February. It, it falls in somewhere in there. It's usually a week long, but it changes every year. So I think next year, like this year, it was like early February. Next year, I believe it's going to be like late February, something like that. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. And that's probably, that's one of the busiest times of the year at the park. You don't want to go. I mean, not just at the park, right? Like anywhere you go in Any, the country. Anywhere right? in China. Anywhere in China. Like even coming to yeah. Japan a little bit. <laughs> that's right. A lot of Chinese people come here for holiday as well. So see a little uptick in... Um, attendance in February usually mm-hmm. could because of Chinese New Year. Um, the other one is summer holidays, kind of universal in terms of other countries, you know, summer holidays for school, for school kids. It's busy. And that's uh, usually July, August. And it's also incredibly hot, incredibly hot in Shanghai. So just like, just like here, just like Hong Kong, yeah. it's hot, it's muggy. It's not fun. It's okay. If, if you, you, like if you don't heat. like heat. <laughs> if you don't like heat, you're going to not love it. It's it, Heat's always dangerous, right? So um, it's it, you have to watch out, keep hydrated, um, and it can be very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> but there is the fun summer event that they're doing again this year, mm-hmm. which looks really fun. I need to go to that, by the way. I need to check that out. Don't go during peak season, Chris. Don't do it. I know, don't but I think yourself. I have to. I have to. You don't understand, Chris. I'm talking like... But I need to see it for myself to understand. You're going to be ankle deep in garbage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and then after that would be the first week of October, which is their golden week, which is also called National Day. Oh. It's a week-long... Uh, a week-long 
holiday. So it's going to be very busy in that time too. So as for like when to visit April, May, kind of a general rule, kind of like here. Um, but in Shanghai, you don't have to worry about golden week. Or like the Japanese golden week, I should say in May. Um, cause obviously that's not a thing there. Theirs is in October. Um, and then of course, um, September and October is pretty good. Um, of course, October, don't visit the first week, visit after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then September is also good too, because all the kids start going back to school and it starts to cool down a little bit. So it usually kind of, it quiet, quiets down a little bit there as well. Uh, one thing to keep in mind with this is uh, park ticket prices. Uh, they have diff- they have like different prices of tickets depending on the season or like the they have like regular tickets and peak tickets prices. So like regular is weekday non holidays, then peak is holidays and weekends, and the prices obviously the peak is a little bit more expensive. So and, also and that keep helps that in kind mind. Kind of like with your planning, you know, if it's that peak price, it's probably going to be more crowded. Mm-hmm. And one thing I have noticed is Mondays are kind of like a busier day, like probably the one of the busiest out of the the weekdays, mm-hmm. just because what happens is people that want to save money, they don't go on the weekends, but they go on the Monday instead to save the money like on the park tickets. So Monday is a little bit busier than you would imagine. Interesting. Uh, that's what I've had uh, friends tell me Okay, about, about Monday. So usually general thumb th- Tuesday through Friday, it's usually the days you want to, you want to aim for. Um, and what are we looking at week. again? I'm sorry for ticket prices. Um, like when are they more expensive? Like what are the actual like prices? I'll, I'll just do the one day tickets here just to keep things quick. Um, a one day ticket is 399 RMB or Chinese yuan. Uh, which I don't even know what that, what is that in U.S. dollars, RMB to USD, which is about sixty-one dollars U.S. It's not bad. And then so that's regular, and then on peak it's five, five something, five seventy-five, which works out to eighty-eight dollars. All right, all right. So that's quite the jump. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So you decide when to visit. Now, where are you going to stay? Stay on well, property. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, there's not that many options for on property. So it's kind of easy. Um, either you're going to be luxurious or you're going to be value. Deluxe or value hotel. It's really your choices. So there's the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, which is obviously their deluxe hotel. And then we also have the Toy Story Hotel, which is the value hotel. Can't go wrong with either, really. Like, they're both wonderful hotels. Like, even, like, Toy Story for being a value hotel, I really like it. Like, it's very, like, it's bare bones, you know, in terms of what it has. But it's clean, it's cute, and it's on property. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. It looks cute. It looks super cute. Yeah, it's a good it's a good hotel, and same with the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. It's a luxurious hotel. It's mm-hmm. very nice. They're um, Disney if, hotels, right? You can't go wrong with yeah, Disney hotels. You can't go wrong with that, unless it's the celebration if, hotels, which you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. Um, but probably the biggest thing 
uh, which you already kind of mentioned, Patricia, is <laughs> staying on property. Oh, my goodness. Please stay on property. Don't stay, stay on property. property. <laughs> and the only reason why we say this is because they now give you the 30-minute early entry, and that itself is worth its weight in gold. It really is. Getting into the park 30 minutes early before everybody else makes a world of a difference, especially in Shanghai, because the main entrance is not fun no. at all. And like for myself, I'm pretty easy going and I can kind of, you know, I can let things slide. I'm like, yeah, fine, whatever. Just kind of go with the flow. I really did not like the main entrance of Shanghai Disneyland. I was, I didn't enjoy it. I still it, have it, PTSD, it, Chris. It's a very, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the Wild West <laughs> in a sense. It's every person for themselves in that sense. Um, you have to go through security first. Oh, sorry. You're going to be in like this gated area, barricaded area that kind of zigzags. Because before that, it there was no barricades or whatever at all. Like no guards, guardrails. It was just kind of everyone kind of stood wherever they wanted. But now they have these guardrails that kind of help you zigzag through. Mm-hmm. But people will just fill up every available space as they can muster. And when we say every available space, it's every available space. You yeah, we're not kidding. You will be covered in other people's body fluids. <laughs> you won't know where your body begins and other people's bodies begin. It's just... It's very claustrophobic. Yeah, if you have claustrophobia, do not get in that no, line. No, 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 okay? no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. It's um, um, it's very unpleasant. Especially on busy days. No, 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 no. Don't do it. No. You know, I, I I know we kind of differ on our approach for when to go in the park. I I would go later after the morning is over. Uh, you say go early. I just, I have PTSD from that line and I refuse to ever stand it in again. So yeah. um, the next day, what we did a two day and the next day when we went, we went way later and it like the day was completely different. Like, oh, oh my God, you have no idea. But we went during peak. So we, yeah. we still have yeah, PTSD you, from you, that. You were there from when it was like super busy. So the, that's the pretty worst bad. time of the year. Yeah. When I did it, it was back in November. So it wasn't like terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, people obviously try to cut and everything, and that gets a little frustrating. Um, but it takes a long time. So you lose a lot of time trying to get into the park. It's emotionally because, wearing, too. Because you have to go through security first, and that takes time. Because they go through your bag very thoroughly. Um, there's that aspect of it. And then you have to queue up again to get into the park. And the system they have right now, it's not the quickest. And what happens is people have to, um, when they're redeeming tickets, they have to show their government ID. Yeah. And a lot of people don't under, like, people aren't trained yet to understand. So there's usually a lot of holdup in terms of, like, there's a lot of, it's slow because someone does does. Someone gets up there, doesn't have their ID, and the cast member has to explain to them, like, no, you have to have your ID. Then they're usually, like, people get upset, and it just, like, it slows everything down. So it just, it takes so long to get into the park, which is just, to me, is a, like, obviously, it's a waste of time. So long story short, 
stay at the hotel, the Disney hotels, and get in 30 minutes early. That is so smooth. We did that in our last visit, and oh my goodness, it was the world of difference. It really was. And I can't, like, I can't stress that enough. Like. It just, it like, it just set the tone for the rest of the day. Like, we even went on a Saturday one day. And getting in early, yeah, the park was busy. But even on a Saturday, we were able to knock out Tron, Peter Pan, and Pirates before the, the wait time skyrocketed. Even on a Saturday. That so it it really it, it it's so worth the extra money. Um and the Toy Story Hotel is not even really that expensive. Like it works out to I think like starting around $150 a night. Anything about which it, is, guys. That's it's not, pretty reasonable. That's a very small price to pay for your mental health. Okay. <laughs> very true. Seriously. Um, I still have trauma. Like listen to me. I went last year and I'm still traumatized. Don't don't do what we did. Stay in the hotel, get in early, follow Chris's advice. And also uh, with that too, you also, um, if you buy your park tickets with your hotel, um, you get an extra fast pass for every night that you're there. Heck yeah. So that's good too. So an extra fast pass. So that's, that's nice. Um, if you do stay off a property for whatever reason, um, the Marriott Hotel is pretty good. We stayed there once. Um, it's about a five-minute taxi ride from the resort. Yeah, I, I five, wouldn't do that either. Five, ten minutes. Um, like, I don't know, someone may want to stay there. But, like, I we've I, I've stayed the there. I, I'm sure the hotel is beautiful. I would avoid taxis no matter what the cost. See, I never had any issues for the taxis from Disney itself. I, we went from Disney and we had to get out of the taxi in the middle of the street in traffic and walk back to the taxi stand. So I'm glad that you had a good experience. But And we were with a small child. Uh, I would avoid the taxis. And we had a native speaker on the phone talking to the taxi driver. So so it's it's kind of... Mm-hmm. Russian, it's like Russian roulette yeah. in a sense, yeah. like what's going to happen. So keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have any issues getting to the hotel, the Marriott hotel with the, the taxis. And then the Marriott hotel has a free shuttle to the park. Well, it's like, it's, it's to and from the park. Um, the only reason why I took a taxi the first time is because we arrived like really early, okay. but for the most part, um, like during the day, there's a, a shuttle that goes to and from the resort. To the Marriott Hotel. But there's a shuttle. That's fine. Yeah. Taxis. Eh. So speaking of taxis, we can talk about transportation. Don't take taxis. Um, yeah. Um, so from the airport, you can take the train if you want to the Disney to the Disney property. It's just you're going to have to transfer three times. No, but the trains are fairly easy to use. We didn't have they any are, they issues are. with the trains. They were not bad. Yeah, like I, I, I've done the trains as well, and it's pretty easy to figure out. Like everything's in English, mm-hmm. and you know it's fine. And there's also the Maglev, which is the world's fastest train. That's pretty cool. So I've done that before, and that's really cool. It's fun, especially if you're a train enthusiast. It's, yeah, it's fun to do. Um, it takes about an hour to get to the resort, just because you have to transfer three times. You, it's you know, so keep that in mind. Um, the other option is uh, taking. It's called the Ego 
Ego bus. And it's green. It looks like it's right at, like, as soon as you leave the arrivals area, you won't miss it. It's a kiosk, and you pay for it. It's about, I think it works out to about $10, $9 or $10 per person. And it's a shuttle that'll go right to the hotel. And they even go to the Disney hotels. And it's super easy. As long as you have the address of the hotel in Chinese, you won't have any, you shouldn't have any issues. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to say you won't. You shouldn't have any issues. Um, I've done it twice now. And I've never had any issues with it. Um, so if you want some peace of mind, that's also really good. Don't do the taxis. Don't do the taxis. The ho- it's... So I've heard mixed things from people. Um, I took a taxi from there once when I was going into the city of Shanghai. I had no problems. I, don't, I seem to luck out when it comes to taxis. I, I don't know. know. Or, or maybe I'm just so oblivious. You have I don't like a know. guardian angel. I really don't know. But um, there are illegal taxis that do happen and people will hound you to get in the taxi and you could potentially get into a, like an unauthorized taxi. Don't talk to anybody at the airport. <laughs> pretty much unless they're like an employee at a desk i wouldn't even trust them <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but it, it, like if someone approaches you to solicit you it's best to just ignore them um but yeah taxis don't don't bother with those to the from the airport to the hotel just take the shuttle or the train easiest but if you're going back like going from the disney resort to the airport, take a taxi. And the reason why I say this is because Disney will phone at a legit taxi for you. So you don't have to worry about getting in a taxi that is going to be not legit. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that. And so, and when, when you do get them to call your taxi, tell them to write down how much it's going to cost roughly. So then that way, if for whatever reason, the taxi tries to overcharge you. You can show the thing and say, no, they said it's going to be this much. Um, again, I've never had that happen to me, thankfully, but it's just one, it's one of those tips that I read and I've always done it. So <sighs> the fact that you have to do that is problematic. Yeah. The joys of traveling, right? To a different country, <laughs> <laughs> all these different things. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, dining. Dining is amazing. Shanghai has some pretty good dining. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, their snack game isn't as strong as Tokyo, I mean, but I don't think I don't think any park really is. And they just started, you know, it's, it's only yeah, been two so. years, and their food is so freaking amazing. I mean, you don't even need to snack. Go to the restaurants. It's it's like you know, it's Disney prices, but it's not like super expensive. It's really really good food, you guys. It's good food. And uh, probably the best part of it is on on their app and also on their official website, they list the menu items at the restaurants. Perfect. So you can kind of see ahead of time where you can eat, especially if people with different dietary needs and stuff. You can kind of see ahead of time what there is available. And they even list vegetarian options. Great. Which is really good. Not every restaurant has vegetarian, but they do list it in like in the app and everything like if it's a vegetarian dish or not. Um, now for the vegetarian dishes, I don't know if they're like Japan in a way where they say, yeah, it's vegetarian, but there's something not vegetarian friendly in it. I don't know. I feel they're probably a little better than TDR on that. 
on that front. Yeah, yeah, I don't know for sure. I don't I don't have the experience. So if someone else knows, let us know. But um for the most part like the, they list like it'll say vegetarian friendly or vegetarian on it. Mm-hmm. So um but real quick, what's your what are some of your favorite places to eat? I like the one um the one with the what is it? The one with the lanterns inside? The the, the wandering moon. Wandering moon. Yes, it was so so lovely. We loved it so much. So good. That and the a, decorations that is are a beautiful. Really good restaurant. That's probably the one of the more gorgeous restaurants. Like it's a table service or it's not table. It's a counter service restaurant, mm-hmm. and it's um it's like it's it's Chinese themed, right? Mm-hmm. And has Chinese food, like you know, authentic Chinese food. Like my favorite is the pork belly. Yes, my husband had that. He freaking loved it. It was so good. Everything there but was yeah. good, and we tried a few different things. The restaurant is gorgeous, and everything. Uh, it's just can't go wrong with that. Um, another place that I like, um, I like the the Tangled Tavern. We didn't get to go there. How was that? It was really nice. Um, I've had a few dishes from there. I had. Um, there was like a Szechuan, Szechuan, Szechuan. I can never say that word. Szechuan, <laughs> Szechuan chicken, like breaded chicken. Mm. Um, so it was like a spicy breaded chicken with some veggies and stuff. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had like the Aussie beef bowl, that sounds which good. is also really good. Um, and I also ate at the new Toy Box Cafe. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's in Toy Story Land. And it's essentially, it's a toy box cafe, but it's like three separate little counters Mm -hmm. and they each have different food, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. So I had, so that's where you can get the, the green alien shaped pizza. Okay. Which is really cute. There's like a Hawaiian one and like a pepperoni one. I think a chicken one or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had this. It was chicken again, like breaded chicken, spicy bread chicken on top of potato chips with guacamole and sour cream it sounds and peanuts. Good. Sounds good. It was, it was actually quite tasty. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, where else? Uh, the Royal Banquet Hall is very good. Uh, that's the character dining in the Enchanted Storybook Castle. Oh, we didn't do that. That one's really good. Uh, the menu changes a lot, and I ate there during the grand opening, and I just ate there again last month, and the food is so much better this time around. Really? So, so there's always improvements going on. Yeah, so it's really nice, um, and you get to see Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy in their royal outfits, which are only at that restaurant. So if you're into characters, you definitely want to do that. Those are super cute. Really cute, and I think that's that's the theme of the second anniversary merchandise are those outfits. Perfect. So that's really nice. Um, as for other places, like of course in Tomorrowland, um, the Tomorrowland restaurant is burgers and fries and chicken. Yeah, yeah staple, whatever. Um, Fantasyland has the Pinocchio's Village, which has pizza, which is really good. Okay. And I really like the Mickey and Pals Market Cafe. What's that one? Where's that? Um, it's right. It's right off of Mickey Avenue okay. near the front of the park, and it's they kind of serve everything. Okay. 
if that makes sense. So they, they have something for everyone. Like, there's like there's ribs, there's steak, there's chicken, there's noodle bowls, rice bowls. They have everything there. What is the one next to the the trails? I can't remember the name, but that's more like family style meals. We went, meaning like yeah, they're like they're like the big meals that are meant for four people. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's a different one then. We went to one that was nearby there. Or close to, maybe close to Tarzan? Tarzan, the show? Oh, Barbosa's Bounty? Or... No, we didn't go to that one. We we were going to, but we ended up in a different part of the park. It was maybe closer to the trails. Uh, there's no other restaurant uh, there. I don't know where we ate, but it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and the, we went to the bakery a lot. Oh, yeah, the Remy's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, that, that's where a lot of the seasonal ones are. Yeah. We got, like, popcorn there, the popcorn buckets. Um, and then in terms of, like, their snack food, like, at Remy's, there's a lot of snacks there. It's, so like, donuts, and there's also, like, the panna cotta dishes that they've been, the desserts that they've been doing lately. Uh, there's, like, a, a black cur- currant, 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 black currant, <laughs> um, like, Stella Lou uh, panna cotta that looks like Stella Lou. Cute. Um, then there's a like a Duffy one, a Shelly May one. I don't think there's a Gelatoni one, uh, but there's like a Mickey one that's like apples, but it's like inside panna cotta. I don't know. It's really good. I thought it was good. Some people don't like it. I liked it. Um, and then there's uh, I already said donuts, like Mickey shaped donuts. And then there's also the ice cream um, at Il Postino. Il pa- Is it called Il Postino? Is it? I think so. Oh my gosh. Il Postino, Il Postino. It's it's on Mickey Avenue where they have um, all the ice cream. So that's that's also a really good place to go if you want some ice cream. And probably the most famous thing that you see on Instagram all the time are the little um, drink tumblers, like the round ones. I like those a lot. Those are becoming like Shanghai's thing. They're very Instagram friendly. Yeah, so... They're all different. Like, they're usually Mickey-shaped. Like, the top has, like, a little Mickey ears, and it comes with like, a different drink inside of it. And they, so they're changing those all the time. Then they also have the ones in Toy Story Land, which are different, uh, obviously, different drinks. And they're just really cute. It's very, like, one of those, like, Shanghai staples it's becoming, I'd say, which is nice. Um, and then, of course, at the hotels, both hotels have dining options. Um, Shanghai Disneyland Hotel has Lumiere's Kitchen, which is character dining. And that's a buffet. And then there's Aurora on the top floor of the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, which is gorgeous. And it's it, it, it's higher end dining. Cool. So you can, like, watch the fireworks if you're there in the evening. That's really nice. Um, and there's also a little cafe inside. And then over at the Toy Story Hotel, there is the food court. Um, it's kind of like buffeteria style, cafeteria style. You pick up your tray and you order your food at the different stations. And there's also like a little like um, like bakery, confectionery restaurant as well there. Uh, moving on to attractions and fast pass. So this has changed a lot. So I don't know what's going on with this right now. Yeah, they. this has changed a lot in the last two years. So initially, they had the paper fast passes. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of those because of scalping issues. Yeah. Um, and then 
they introduced the paid fast pass, which is Disney premier access. And now they have, everything is done through the app. So the official Shanghai Disneyland app. Um, so you're going to need the app. So get the app, make sure you have internet on your phone. Um, I'm not going to go into details about how to do internet and access blocked sites and stuff. I'll have that in the guide. Um, Cause there's a lot to know about that, unfortunately, but anyway, get the app, get it working, register and everything in advance if you can. Um, so then in the app, this is where you can get your fast passes. Now, the big difference to, to note is um, you can only get fast passes on the same day when you're in the park. So it's not like Walt Disney World where you get to book fast passes in advance. You don't do that here. I think that's better. I think it's better that way. Yeah. I've personally never done the Walt Disney World that way before, so I have nothing to compare it to. I mean, it's fine. It works out. It's very easy in the end, but I feel like it's more fair to do it the same day you know because yeah you're if, actually if people there don't know they might not you know have booked it so far in advance and things get sold out and i feel like it's a little bit more of an even playing field if you do it the same day everybody has more of a similar chance um versus like the super planners you know so yeah that's that's fair yeah so yeah how it works is once you're in the park you can scan your park ticket into the app and then that links the that links fast passes to your park ticket, um, and then you can make the reservations right through, right in the app. Makes it really simple. Like it's it, it's really intuitive. Like you, it doesn't really need a lot of explanation. Um, and then to redeem the fast pass, you just make sure you have your phone um, or your park ticket because it's linked to your park ticket as well. And you just scan the barcode at the fast pass entrance and voila you're in easy um and then there's also the disney Ac- premier access which is the f- paid fast pass in terms of how it works in the app exact same way except once you go to make the reservation you have to pay and i've noticed the prices fluctuate <laughs> depending <laughs> on the crowds so it could be as much as like 20 some dollars for one ride which is on top pretty of the steep. ticket price, which is insane. Yeah. Which I've done once. I'll admit I did it once and I don't regret it. Um, I used it on the Seven Doors Mine Train. Mm-hmm. It had a two hour wait and the single rider was 90 minutes. And I just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not waiting in this line. So I just bought the fast pass and walked right on. But you're also a single person. Like if you're a family, it's insane that'd be a pricey yeah yeah. um they do have family packs like they have like packs of the fast passes so you can there's again they keep changing it so you're gonna have to check the app (laughs) but there's like three tiers that you can buy you can buy like the individual one but then you can buy like the adventurers pack which is like all the the big thrill rides Mm -hmm. and there's like the family pack which is like the more family friendly rides and they're all like obviously if you're buying them together they're cheaper than buying individually how considerate of them (laughs) (laughs) so that is an option um if you want to do that um as in terms of like attractions tron you gotta do tron tron is amazing tron is really amazing you have to do it in the day and at night yes it's like a different different experience day and night um 
And then, of course, we have Pirates of the Caribbean. Got to do that. My son still watches it on YouTube. Like, he freaking <laughs> loved that ride. It's so good. It's so good. Like, whatever you... Like, it has nothing to really compare to the older pirates at all. Yeah. Other no. than other than you're in a boat mm-hmm. and there's pirates. It's That's amazing, pretty much it. you guys. Yeah. So if you've... Like, going to Shanghai is worth it alone for those two attractions. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Agree. Um, and then we have other attractions like Peter Pan. Which is Peter Pan good. is like... It's really good because it's like a modern version mm-hmm. of the older like the or i shouldn't say older the the classic peter pan attraction um and then we have like the unique one like camp discovery yes it's the best thing there it's an obstacle course essentially you're strapped in to a rail and you go over these different obstacles bring closed toe <laughs> shoes or they won't let you do it yeah um and there's nowhere to buy shoes Yes, keep that in mind. It's a unique attraction. You're we're never going to see it anywhere else. I don't think. It's amazing. Too many, too much liability. (laughs) I'd say, but you definitely have to do Camp Discovery. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, there's you know the other like staples like there's Dumbo, and um, there's that uh, what's the 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 little boat ride <laughs> that's like always breaking down. Oh, the one where when we were there, all the kids were peeing in the line, and the oh, and the the, the illegal sellers came in. I don't know. It's a good ride. <laughs> yeah, it has like the Disney characters and stuff in it, so that's really good. Um, what else for attractions? The maze is cool. I like the maze a lot. Oh, the Alice in Wonderland maze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, then there's like the, instead of the teacups, we have the honey, there's the honey pot spin. They spin slower. I guess because like the honey slows you down. Mm, fair enough. So if you don't get like, if you don't like rides that spin too fast, it's pretty good. Like uh, my husband appreciated that. <laughs> he doesn't like spinning. <laughs> We're trying so hard. <laughs> oh. the, I like the poo there, actually. Yeah, the poo, poo Winnie the Pooh, the Adventures of Winnie yeah, the Pooh. Yeah, I thought it was really nice. It's not it's trackless, cute. but it was really good. Like it had like a lot of animatronics and stuff in it. Yeah, it's cute. Um, so yeah, um, I do have a full guide on like best attractions and like how to tackle the fast passes and stuff. Uh, but really quick for fast passes, once you're in the park, um, make a reservation for either Roaring Rapids or Soren because those are the highest waiting wait times in the park. Just because they both load very slowly. Um, so when you first get into the park, um, make a reservation for those and then book it on over to Tron. Do Tron standby. And then if you're vigilant enough, you should be able to go from Tron, ride Peter Pan on standby, and then make your all make your way all the way to the back and ride pirates. I've done this um, I've done this twice on a weekday and on a weekend, and both times it worked. Um, but we did have the three minute early entry. So just keep that in mind. So not too sure how that would work if you're coming through the regular line. And also at the end of the day, the lines die. So you yeah. like in the last 30 minutes, you could hit some really high like attractions that were high weight earlier in the day without any weight. 
yeah, so a lot of people leave early just because um, the park, or sorry, the, the trains, kind of like Japan, the, the trains stop mm-hmm. at a certain time. So a lot of people don't want to deal with that. So a lot of people will leave before the park closes. Um, so do we have any tips? We have lots of tips. Try not but... to lose your humanity if you go during <laughs> peak season. <laughs> yeah, don't go during the summer. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, probably the biggest thing is have that app. That app makes the world of a difference. It sounds so and good. You don't you have to wait check... in the fast pass line, which was hell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. So there is, you can still do fast passes with your ticket at the kiosk. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. You can they, do it They've changed phone. it now where um, you can go to any of the kiosks, um, to my knowledge. I, I tried this at two different ones, and all the fast pass attractions are available from the one kiosk. But you can do it on your phone. I know, but this is for people that don't have the app. If you don't have it, get so you can still get app, fast passes. You, guys. you can still do that if you need to. So just so you know. So yeah, biggest tip: get the app. Mm-hmm. Seriously, get the app. That's that's vital. But yeah, like overall though, like Shanghai Disneyland, it's changing a lot, and it's going to keep changing still. So of course, we'll keep everyone up to date on that. It's a it's a good park. It it's a fantastic park. I lo- I love visiting Shanghai. It does have its um its quirks, <laughs> putting it lightly. Um, certain things that you know Trish has already touched on a few times. Um, but yeah, Shanghai, I love it. Um, so for listener question, uh, this one was asked, I believe, on Twitter. Um, can you use the Disney Premier Access only through the app? And as far as I can tell, yes. So that's the paid fast pass. So before you could buy it at certain stores in the park, but I don't think that's the case anymore. It's only through the app. Mm. They're really pushing people to use the app. Yeah. So you're going to have to do that. And your credit card should work. Um, I've used my credit card, like it's a Canadian credit card and it worked just fine. So I'm sure, I'm sure like American credit cards would work too. Australian credit cards, UK, wherever you're from, I'm pretty sure it'll work. I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, one park tip, I guess, like this could have been with our tips section, but whatever. Um, don't rely on the Wi-Fi in the park. It's unreliable. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it, the best signal is outside if you can get it Mm -hmm. and don't, don't count on getting it inside any of the buildings or attractions. Um, and the other thing too is it is behind the great firewall of China Meaning the internet is filtered, which means you're not going to be able to access pretty much all the websites that we use. <laughs> that was also a trauma. Yeah. Not being able to access Twitter, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, Google. They can't access Google. Um, so also keep that in mind. Um, I do have on the guide how to get around that and also options for SIM cards and Wi-Fi devices as well. So go check that out on the guide. Um, it's all there for you. So not all is lost. Not all hope is lost in that sense. <laughs> so there you have it. Our updated guide for Shanghai and Disneyland. And again, it's all on the website. I'll have a link in the show notes. You can go check it out there. And I will period- periodically update it as we learn more, more stuff, more tips and all that. 
So very quickly, uh, say thank you to uh, people who are contributing to us on Patreon. So big thank you to Acros Disney Girl, Alex, Angela, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Bryson, Carl, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Darren, Dave, David, Disney It Girl, and Holly. And a big, big thank you to JP and Jane and Jess and Kathy and Lee and Leanne and Marie and Sarah and Sophie. Thank you to Thomas and Timothy and Tracy and Murray. Thank you so, so much for keeping the show going <laughs> and everything. So thank you so much. And if you'd like to pledge to us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. And that's it for the show. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcast from. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, you can send them to us, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find everything that we talked about here on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're also on social media everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, Instagram, all under TDR Explorer. So make sure you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, all that stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor of TDR Explorer, and I am the one eating eating everything (laughs) it's what i do it's what i do you can find me on my personal twitter and instagram at explore now again that's explore n-i-l-g-h-e and joining as always is the beautiful patricia i'm trish i might need therapy for my ptsd from shanghai taxis but i will go back one day because it is an amazing park um you can find me on twitter and on instagram at dream sweets love Thank you for everything, you guys, and keep exploring.